Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll remind you that you are always influencing your environment. I'll also be interviewing leadership developer and business builder, Corey Lee. Corey shares his passion about helping entrepreneurs navigate business growth without sacrificing their faith, family, and fitness. In today's episode, he helps you step into your role as a leader and influence those around you. For more information about Corey, please visit CoreyLeeLeadership.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Influencing your environment. Have you ever watched TV and you see a subliminal message about pizza or about a certain type of beverage? And then a few days later, you all of a sudden crave that pizza or want that beverage. That is a way that marketers influence us to be able to purchase their products. It's a very sneaky way of how they do it, but unfortunately, it's pretty effective. Have you ever thought about how your friends or your environment influences you? If you're talking to a friend who likes to gossip, do you notice that you feed into it and you also start to gossip about someone? Or you're out to dinner with friends and a friend wants a dessert and you know it's not healthy for you, but when you see that cheesecake or you see that chocolate ice cream, You all of a sudden are influenced to say, well, maybe I'll just have one. One little bite or one little serving of this is not going to be so bad. In that way, you were influenced to eat something that you know is not healthy for you. Conversely, have you ever thought about how you influence the people around you? If you're always negative, have you realized that your environment turns negative? People start to walk on eggshells around you, or they're just uncertain of what to say or what to do, and it becomes pretty awkward. Or are you the type of person who influences your environment by encouraging others? Do you tell people how excited you are to see them? Do you tell them that they look nice today? Do you compliment them? Whether you realize it or not, the words you say and the actions you commit to determine how that environment is going to be impacted. Sometimes we think, well, I don't really have much influence. I only talk to my family. But the reality is you influence your family. Regardless of your audience, you will always influence the people around you. I would challenge you today to be mindful of what you say and do. As you say something to the people around you, be aware of how they respond to you. If they respond in a negative way or they respond in an encouraging way, then more than likely you've created a platform that they will respond to you based on what you have presented to them. The biggest gift you can give anybody is to leave a conversation and know that you've encouraged them. I have a wonderful guest today, Corey Lee. Corey shares with you his leadership methodology and how it can help you not only be a healthy and effective leader, but also help you influence the people around you. So stay tuned. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. 
Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. Corey Lee is an entrepreneur, business builder, and leadership developer who is passionate about helping entrepreneurs navigate business growth without sacrificing their faith, family, and fitness. He and his wife have built and sold multiple businesses in the healthcare and fitness industry. He's here today to help you step into your role as a leader and influence those around you. Welcome to my show, Corey. Well, thanks, James. I'm excited about it. Thank you for the opportunity to come on, man. I am really looking forward to this as well. I love your story. There's so many wonderful things that you and your wife have done. But one of the main things I was really blown away by was in 2012, you and your wife opened your first business, which is a physical therapy clinic and in a town of only 1,100 people. And within five years, you were billing over $2 million. How in the world did you even do that? Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, I can say right now, at that point, it was out of ignorance. <laughs> I think we've all been there before. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and really, it was just a dream that we had for a long time. I can remember uh, I was working. I'm a physical therapist assistant, and she's a physical therapist. Oh, wow. And she was still in school. And we would be driving around town and we would, you know, just be dreaming like, you know, wouldn't it be cool? You know, it'd be really cool if we had our own physical therapy clinic. Mm. And I mean, wouldn't it be uh, even cooler if this physical therapy clinic not only did PT, but we also had some gyms associated with it. We were really making an impact in the community. And, you know, um, we moved back to North Mississippi, which is where we are now. And uh, we, we just went for it. We opened up in a small little bitty uh, clinic in a town of 1,100 people. And over five years, we ended up having two physical therapy clinics wow. and four gyms. And man, loved it. And uh, 2017, um, sold those businesses and transitioned out to, to what I'm doing now. But honestly, it was just a dream. And uh, we just started moving towards that dream, you know? Well, how would, how did you even come up with that? Because you and your wife were both had your own specific niches when it comes to physical therapy. And then how did you develop this concept of we want to be entrepreneurs? You know, I, I was raised in a home that uh, we had some idioms, I guess you would say, mm -hmm. right? Some mm -hmm. sayings. And one of the sayings was, you don't take a risk because it's better to be safe than it is to be sorry, right? And mm -hmm. and James, I'll be honest with you, man, that, that didn't sound like life to me, right? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I know yeah. that idiom. I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, right? And um, it, it was just, it, just some kind of little, I guess you call a twinkling on the inside that always wanted to do some kind of business. Didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. I was always more of a visionary person anyway, always looking to see what you could create yeah. um, and, and always more business oriented, I guess you would say. And um, just some kind of internal drive. And uh, we just kept dreaming and we would say, can I, can I, is that something we can do? And then finally we put a how in front of the can I, oh, that, I like that. how can I, you know, trigger that creative use of our imagination of, well, here's at least one thing we could do, mm -hmm. you know, and once you figure out at least one thing you can do, you take the action step. And once you take that action step, the next steps are revealed, you know, and, um, that, that's really kind of how it started again. I, I'll, I'll tell you this too. One of our biggest goals was, um, we were in that town of 1100 people was really again, impact. It wasn't numbers or anything like that, but impact. And I wanted to make the town we were in uh, one of the healthiest small towns in the state of Mississippi. And uh, Mississippi's That's kinda, quite an impact, fun. <laughs> yeah. That. And um, 
you know, in, in 2017, that town was awarded a Blue Cross Blue Shield Award for being the healthiest small town in uh, wow. Mississippi. Wow, congratulations for being a part of that. That's amazing. Exactly. Like you said, it was a part of that. There, there were a lot of other things that the, the community had to do itself, but uh, man, that, that was awesome to see that. So, yes. Yeah. How did you step into your leadership role? <laughs> yeah. So I've kind of always been into leadership, uh, not knowing what leadership was growing mm-hmm. up, but I knew, you know, we loved playing backyard football and backyard baseball and basketball. But if we were ever going to play it, I was the one that initiated the stuff, right? Mm. So had those things going on back then. But it was when when we hired our first team member, right, that mm-hmm. I said, oh, man, uh, the decisions I make now not only affect me and my family, now they're affecting somebody else's sure. family. I yeah. need to learn to lead, right? Because I knew, John Maxwell talks about this, that you are the lid on your business, right? If you are a leader... You are the lid on your team. Mm, interesting, yeah. And I, and I realized that. And if I raised my lid, then the potential of my team would go up too. The potential of my mm-hmm. business would go. Up. So it's that cascade I, effect, that trickle down effect. Exactly. So I started investing in myself. I'd read the books, go to courses, go to seminars and webinars, right? And uh, as I grew, uh, my leadership grew as well. But but also I grew in my awareness of my strengths and all too. Mm. But to answer your question. It was taking the scary step of hiring our first team member that really, I guess, pushed me in that direction. Wow. You know, I know a lot of people who think that in order to lead, they have to have all the answers or they have to be the best at everything. What would you say to that? Oh, yeah, man. You're never going to have all the answers. And, you know, you learn as you go. Um, I think... As, as you take steps in leadership, that's actually how you learn and grow. I mean, you can read all the books you want to, uh, but until you've actually attempted it yourself, that's where true growth and true learning mm-hmm. comes from. And, and, and honestly, nobody knows everything, right? Sure. And if you're trying to portray that somewhere in the subconscious mind, I mean, th- this is your lane right here, but somewhere in the subconscious mind, people know you don't have it all figured out, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know. True. So I think it's being open and honest saying, hey, I'm on the path of growth too. I want you to come with me. Well, it's also just leading by example too, because if you can admit that you don't know something, but you'll find out or or you will research it or invite people who do know, then that shows that you have the humility that shows that you can admit when you don't know something. So I think in everything we do, there's, we're always a role model of some sort. And I think sometimes when we forget that, that if we say we do know everything and we don't, well, we are role modeling pride. We're role role modeling um, unhealthy behaviors or attributes. Yeah, that exactly. That's great. Yeah. When when you look at everything you've done, what would you say is the number one, I guess, stumbling block for most people overall when it comes to being a leader? Um, I, trying. So for me, and I think there are different personality types too, right? Mm-hmm. That, but for me, was uh, again love people, and uh, there are some things that I just absolutely hated to do, right? Uh-huh. And because I hated to do those, I thought everybody else hated to do oh, those. That's a good point. You know, so so I would take that upon myself. And uh, I, I can remember we were doing this and <laughs> I, there were things I hated was like billing. I, mm-hmm. I did not like billing in our industry. I'm not detail oriented, right? Mm-hmm. So I was doing all this billing and finally uh, one of our team members came up and she said, Corey, you know, you're not too good at this billing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she said, let me handle that. And I said, I, you know, 
it's not much fun. I don't know if you're going to like doing this. And she said, let me handle it. And uh, she did it. And I'll tell you, James, she liked it. Right? Oh, wow. She actually That's liked great. it. She liked the detail stuff. And I was a barrier to our business. I promise you, when she took that over, we probably gained twenty to 30000 in oh revenue gosh. Wow. from her doing it. And didn't do anything else but allowing her to do it because in the medical field, you know, we're billing insurance mm-hmm. and they like to deny things. Well, I, James, ain't nobody got time to be on that phone. I don't anyway, <laughs> you know, but she did. She did. So they would deny you wouldn't go back and try and get adjudicated again? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. So, so for me, that, that was my issue. But but for your your listeners, I think the number one step is being aware, right? Mm-hmm. Being aware of what you are good at. Um, and you can listen into that, like the things you like to do and people brag on you about those kind of things. And then find other people to surround you to uh, shore up those weaknesses. So Yeah. You know, you talk a lot about a mind, um, the mindset shift of an influencer. Well, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So uh, I, I guess uh, the easiest thing to do first is to define what an influencer is. Mm-hmm. You know, If we went to my friend Google and uh, mm-hmm. looked up influencer, we'd get all kind of definitions and social media has kind of got their own definition. But I'll give you my definition of an influencer. And a true influencer is somebody other people willfully follow because of who you are and what you represent, right? It's the beingness of being a leader, of being an influencer. And, and there's some mindset shifts that have to happen uh, in order to do that. And I think one of the shifts, um, I've come up with about four of them, just kind of assessing my own life. But mm-hmm. one of them, though, is shifting from comparison to calling. Oh, right? interesting. So I see us fall into this comparison trap a couple of ways. We, you know, we compare ourselves to other people, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a trap. And I had a mentor tell me one time, he said, Corey, you know, when you get to heaven, mm-hmm. God isn't going to ask you why you're more like mother Teresa. <laughs> He's going to ask you why you weren't more like you. Why weren't you more like the Corey I designed and created you to be right? So, so we don't compare ourselves to other people, but the other trap I see us fall into is we compare ourselves, we compare our potential to our current results, right? Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll we'll have this idea or some kind of inspiration of what's possible for us, and we'll take a look at that, and we'll take a look at our current results, and we'll say, "Man, that doesn't match." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this idea is too big, or that's too big. I've never done anything like that before. But you know, you can you can look around your room the room you're in or if you're in a car and say, is this room big or small? And yeah, that's really a good point. Yeah. It's all based on perspective. Yeah. 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 Compared to what? And when we have this big idea and we look at our current results and it doesn't match, it's not going to match. And that big idea is not big. It just is, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when we say we compare this, our current results are coming from our past performance. Yes. And this big idea or this inspiration that we have is coming from our future potential, right? So we don't compare ourselves to other people or our current results. We compare it to that internal calling, compare it to that potential that we all have too, right? So that's just one of one of them. And um, But I think understanding what the definition of what a true influencer is. Well, let's go back to the whole thing with calling. How would how would you, because some people may have, have, have a different connotation of what that means. What would you say that means, the calling? How would you describe that to people? Yeah, that's that's one of those uh, other vague terms, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 
there there is no doubt in my mind, James, um, that that we're all here for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that we're all here not just for ourselves either, too, right? And and there's some things that you have that you're gifted at. There are some talents and skills and abilities that you possess, right? And you are a unique creature. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's a kind of a desire that's in you. And a lot of times we don't listen into that. We don't tap into that. And there's a definition of desire that I like. It's uh, a desire is unexpressed possibility mm. that's seeking to express itself in, with, and through you. And I think that's a clue into our calling. That that little desire is a clue. Some other clues are kind of some things that you actually enjoy doing. What do you like doing? There's a reason you like that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people kind of telling you you're good at things or, or, or calling out some things that you're good at. And we have this tendency to say, well, oh, that's just, that's just. And, and whatever comes after that just is something you're naturally good at. So all of those, I think, are clues into what that calling mm is and i think calling is actually a journey you know yeah, i think so too yeah because that's true because what my calling is today once again if, if i were to know the whole the, the end of my life as far as everything i'm going to accomplish like you said earlier my what i know today of how to accomplish that i wouldn't be able to do so i think it's as a calling evolves in one's life that's when the faith to continue to move forward with that builds or happens because we can we can recognize today well, I didn't know I could do this tomorrow and I did it tomorrow. And then we keep moving forward. And pretty soon that calling, we fully manifest that calling at the end of our life as well, because it continually grows with us. Yeah, that's right. And and as you were saying that, it just came to my mind, um, you know, when we opened up that physical therapy clinic, I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. the calling, right? It was to, to open up all these physical therapy clinics and small little towns and those kind of things. But it was actually part of the journey. Yeah. Right? You know, it's interesting you say that because well, I had a really successful practice in the Washington, D.C. area. And I did that for uh, 13 years. And I remember when I opened it, I was so excited. I'm like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and I'm going to do all these, you know, things specifically in this niche. And then in 2015 is when I closed my practice because it was time for me to move on to what I'm doing today. And um, But it was funny now that you mentioned that because I remember thinking back on that time just now uh, of, yeah, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. I can see myself retiring doing this. And then as the next iteration of my life, uh, the journey began, now all of a sudden, you know, I, I still consult with people, but it's now it's, I'm, I'm speaking to the world now, which is, it's just different. And so is it, it is interesting to see my own journey and, and I have a, quite a few things coming up right now within the next couple of months that are going to explode even beyond what I'm doing today, which is, a, which is so exciting. So it is, it is really neat. You know, when you reflect on your life, I reflect on my life, my listeners reflect on theirs as far as where we thought we'd be. And then as we continue to be open to what that journey looks like, what that calling is, we will see how far we can go. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> you talk about five, uh, five ways to be world famous and make an impact on everyone you meet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I and and again, that too is uh that's kind of a funny thing. World famous. Um the world has an idea of what that is too and Exactly. Yeah, kind of a story behind that before I tell some of those is um my wife and I were flying out to Utah. We were going to do a marathon and you know how when you're flying in a plane, they've got the uh, the seat in front of you, they got the little magazines, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I pull that magazine out and I'm flipping through it and I come to, it says world's greatest orthopedic surgeons. Right. And then you flip the page and it's like top 10 world's greatest orthopedic and then neurosurgeons. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we land in Utah and we eat at this restaurant and at the top it says world's greatest 
chicken and waffles, right, on their menu. <laughs> it, it, and, you know, it may have been, but um, it kind of reminded me of a scene from the movie Elf, right, where he's walking down the street and he does a double take and has to go back to the coffee shop and oh. congratulations, <laughs> right? Congratulations. <laughs> But, it, but it's like we can say world's greatest, exactly. whatever, world famous, whatever, and it not really have any meaning Exactly. It. it doesn't. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and, and when I think about world famous, I think about world famous in the eyes of the people that know you best, yeah, right? World, world famous in the eyes of the people that know me best is those closest to me who love and respect me the most, right? Not the people who think they know me. But the ones who truly know me and and I thought about what does that look like and came up with about five different things. And again, I'll share one of those with you real quick. And the first one is choose your attitude. Right. So mm-hmm. our attitude is our choice. Uh, is. You know, uh, we can't control some of the things people say to us or about us or do to us. But but we have have we, we have control over that attitude. And um, we've got three small kids. And one day our. Our oldest son, he came up to me and, uh, James, he was mad, man. He was mad that <laughs> he was crying. You know how sometimes you get so mad and that little bottom lip starts yeah. to quiver. <laughs> His bottom lip was quivering and he said, Brady, mm, Brady just made me so mad. And Brady is his four-year-old brother. And, uh, I said, uh, I got down to the issue of it and his little brother had said something that made him mad. And I said, Colton, you know, <clears throat> if somebody else can make you mad and if somebody else can make you sad or if somebody else can make you glad then you've been had (laughs) somebody else can make you sad mad or glad you've been had because what you've done is you've given somebody else complete control over the one thing you have control over and that's your emotions and your attitude and you're far too valuable to be given somebody else control over your attitude right so that, that that's just one of them and uh, got got four others. Be present. Find your passion. We, we kind of already talked a little bit about uh, making that commitment to growth and then exceeding expectations. Those are all ways I think that that we can be world famous in yeah. the eyes of the people we come in contact with day in and day out. I really like the thing the the aspect you said about being present because that is so important as we are in interacting with other people. If you are constantly you know on your phone or just not really paying attention to what people say, people take note of that. And with that, that becomes, you, you create a, a buffer between you and the other person and you're not really able to, to help them in any way that you can. That's right. I, I think if you're going to add value to people and, and again, I'm talking world famous, it starts with your family, but extends to clients and customers and all that kind of good stuff too. But if you're going to add value to people, you got to give people your time and your attention, right? Exactly. Uh, and, and I think it's just so important and so key. We have just a couple more seconds here, but tell us real quickly about your legacy builders. Yeah. So, uh, legacy builders, I'd, I'd mentioned, um, I wanted to grow myself and I went to courses and seminars and webinars, all that kind of great stuff. And I found mentors who could teach me kind of from afar, but I didn't have any one mentor or really a group of guys that I could go to who could hold me accountable to the things I was committed to doing, who could uh, up-level my thinking, who could think into topics with me or or struggles, who could relate to what I was going through in business, um, but also who would serve as guardrails for me as I did want to grow my business, but not at the expense of my faith, my family, or my fitness. So, James, as entrepreneurs, we build it, right? We yes, build we it. Do. 
And uh, that, that's kind of where the legacy builders comes from. It's it's a really putting men, male entrepreneurs, male leaders who have a desire to grow, to be put into a growth environment who are around other leaders and other entrepreneurs who have, have a commitment to grow as well and who have a commitment to help you grow. And that's, that's what it is. It's a men's mastermind group. We meet uh, once a week and have a retreat as well. And uh, it's just guys intentionally growing together. And man, it's been, it's been awesome. That's been, great. Which is so important because when you, when you have accountability to like-minded individuals, that's how people grow. They all level up together. Yes, sir. Well, Corley, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Thank you so much for teaching us all of your wisdom and helping us understand how to be an influencer and a leader. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you and to work with you, where will they find all this information online? Yeah, James. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. So, James, I, I'm a cookies on the bottom shelf kind of guy. I like to keep <laughs> things easy. So, um, you know, I'm on all the social media platforms and all that kind of great stuff. But I have a website and I've, I've created a landing page specifically for your listeners. And they can go to CoreyLeeLeadership.com slash Lifeology and uh, have all the links there where you can follow me on social media. But I also have two two free downloads for your listeners. Oh, great. And, one is a, it's kind of like a, uh, a personal assessment where you ask some questions just to kind of see how balanced you are in life. Uh-huh. But then the other one is a spousal survey. So if you're married, Ooh, you can print this off and give it to your spouse. And, and really the key there is open it up, uh, great communication, right? Uh, and, and that's the key uh, to have a, a healthy marriage there, but open up great communication. So those are two free downloads for, for your listeners. And uh, I appreciate you guys. Wonderful. Well, my listeners also know that if they can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes in this particular episode at jamesmilleratlifeology.com. Corey, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest today. Thanks, James, for the opportunity. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.